Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Let's dive into the message. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the teaching today because I believe it's really going to stir up some interest and uh, I think it's going to be enjoyable. may leave you with a few questions, but I think it's going to get you to do a little digging in the Bible, which I think is very valuable. All this week, I'm going to be teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, you may be familiar with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but a lot of people are not taught about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I want to teach you about those today because Paul said he did not want us to be ignorant concerning these gifts. I'm calling this little series Supernatural Living. You can have natural living or you can have supernatural living. Now I'm going to give you an example. When I was a teenager or in my early 20s, I had a car. But back then, cars didn't have power anything. We didn't have power steering, no power brakes, no power windows, no cup holders, no air conditioning. We had heat, but no air conditioning. And uh, if you wanted to give a signal, which was required by law, you had to use hand signals. So no power windows. You had to crank down the window. Let's see. Go it this way. Crank down the window. And then if you were going to stop or slow down, you would put your hand out the window and hold it down. If you were going to go to the left, you'd hold it here. If you're going to go to the right, you'd hold it up here. Then you would crank the window back up, and then you wouldn't have it up very long, and pretty soon it would be time to make another turn, and you'd have to do the whole thing all over again. And I can tell you, if you're used to power steering and you get a hold of a car that doesn't have it, you think, oh, my goodness. Now, if you had a choice, if you were going to go out and buy an automobile and you had a choice of getting a car with all this power, everything, or of getting one that didn't have any power, I can't imagine that any of you would want a car that didn't have the option of the powers. Well, you know, life is kind of like that. You can have a life with power, or you can have a life with no power where you're struggling with everything. And I want to talk to you today about how to have not just a natural life, but a supernatural life, a super life, one that you can really, really enjoy. Now, a lot of people are not taught anything about the gifts of the Spirit. They're taught about the fruit of the Spirit, and I do want to say that if I had to make a choice between the fruit and the gifts, I would 
choose the fruit because the Bible says you will know them by their fruit. And in Galatians, the Bible tells us that, you know, those are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control, things like that. And they're very, very, very important. But the good news is, is we don't have to choose. God offers both, and you can have both. And I don't know what kind of a person you are, but I want everything that God wants to give me. I don't want to be left out of anything because I believe that God is good and everything that he gives is also good. So, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Another translation says ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to be informed about these gifts. So if you've never been informed today and throughout the week, you're going to be informed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but it is the same Lord who gives them. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, you're seeing me on your television screen teaching this, but what you don't see is all the other people. We have cameramen in here. We've got helpers. We've got people directing in other rooms. And so I couldn't bring this show to you without the people who have all those other gifts. I have a gift to teach the Bible, but in order to present it to people around the world, then I need other people to help me. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each one. So please don't be the kind of person who thinks you don't have anything. Maybe you don't know exactly what gifts you function in, but I think that after you hear this teaching, you're going to know better. But to each one, to everyone, there are given gifts. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. But this is not the faith that we live our everyday life by. This is talking about what the Bible calls the gift of faith, which is a different quality of faith. And when we get to that, you'll understand more about that. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing 
between spirits. This is a wonderful gift, the gift of discerning of spirits, where you can tell if somebody is good or if they're evil. To another, there are different kinds of tongues. This is talking about speaking in tongues. And to another, interpretation of the tongues. Now all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Does each believer only get one gift? I don't think so. I think that we may have gifts that are uh, stronger, or we may have gifts that we operate in more than we do other gifts, but I believe that these gifts of the Spirit, these nine gifts, I believe that God gives them to us as we need them in our daily life. Now, Paul does a lot of teaching, especially in 1 Corinthians 14, about how these gifts should operate in a church service. In the early church, these gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, it was common for these gifts to operate, but Paul also said that everything should be done decently and in order. So in 1 Corinthians 14, he gave a lot of instruction about how these gifts should function and there still be order in the church service. Well, in the majority of churches today, nobody has to worry about that because the gifts of the Spirit not only are not functioning, in many places they are not even welcome because there is a teaching that says that these gifts went away when the, when the Bible came, when the canonization of the Word of God was settled then we had the word, and we, so we didn't need all these gifts. However, that makes no sense because after the Bible talks about how some of these things will cease, Paul goes on to give instructions on how to function in these gifts in the church. I believe that the Holy Spirit does want these gifts to operate in our church services, but even more so, I believe that God wants these gifts to function in our everyday life. So we can not only just live a natural life, but a supernatural life. Come on, if you can have natural or supernatural, who's gonna pick natural? Well, I hope that I stir up an interest and you really begin to study the gifts of the Spirit. You can see what the Bible says about it. You can purchase a couple of good books and study it. You can get on your computer. There's so much knowledge at our fingertips on the computer and you can look up the gifts of the Spirit and then you can even dig in and study each one of those gifts. And if you're really smart, you can begin to pray on a regular basis that these gifts will function in your life, that every single day you will be filled, filled, filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit and that the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit 
would flow through you. There are different kinds of workings, verse 6, but all of them and to everyone, it's the same God at work. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And then he talks about these gifts that I've been talking about. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, the gift of faith, healing to another miraculous powers. Yes, miracles. My goodness. How many miracles do we see today? Well, I think probably more than what we realize, but I don't think we expect these things anymore like we should be expecting them. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. So I want to suggest that you begin to ask God for miracles in your life. To another prophecy, uh, we're going to talk about what each one of these gifts are. To another discernment or the sting distinguishing between these spirits. To another tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, we mentioned does each, giver, each believer only get one gift? Well, they may have one that's predominant or two, but I believe that all these gifts function as we need them. Paul instructed us on how to use these gifts in the church, but he wants them to function in our everyday life. Okay, let's talk about living with power. Before I get into the individual gifts, I want to get you convinced by God's grace that God wants you to live with power. I love that word, power. Whew, that's a wonderful word. Who wants to live with weakness when they can have power? In Luke 10, 19, he says, I have given you, not I might give you or I will give you at some time, but I have given you authority and power to trample on snakes and scorpions, which really I think he's talking there about demonic powers, and to overcome all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing will harm you. Well, guess what? You have authority and power. Satan has power, but it doesn't say anything about him having authority. Jesus gave you authority, but authority does you no good if you don't exercise that authority. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I always like, and I like to make a point out of the fact, that he didn't say you will do witnessing. He said, you will be my witnesses. Now, before I learned anything about these gifts, I was in a church that didn't teach about the gifts. They didn't believe about the gifts. They believed, like many people do, that those gifts went away with the ascension of Christ. And so I was on the evangelism team at my church, and I went out and did witnessing, but in my everyday life, I did not have the power to be a witness. In other words, I went to church on Sundays and I believed in Jesus. 
I loved him, but my behavior was not always or even usually the behavior of a Christian. And that's what people need to see today. I always like to say, preach and if necessary, use words. But our life should be a sermon. Paul said to the believers that he taught, you are living epistles read of all men. So people should be able to tell who the Christians are and who they're not, and our lives should be an example to them of how Jesus is. It says in 1 Corinthians that we are his personal representatives and that God is making his appeal to the world through us. So let me ask you, are you behaving as a Christian or do you get out in the world and just have a bad temper and you're impatient and you do all the same things that everybody else does? You may have a bumper sticker on your car. You may own a Bible. You may go to church. You may wear a cross around your neck. But how do you behave? That's why the fruit of the Spirit is so important. You will know them by their fruit. You will receive power to be my witnesses when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, in Acts chapter 2, they had been told to go and wait in the upper room until the Father sent the promise of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ascended on high and he left, he didn't leave us helpless. He sent his spirit to represent him and take his place. And he said, he has been with you and he will be in you. So every person who is a believer in Jesus Christ, now get this, you have God the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you in your spirit. Wow, wow, wow. That can cause you to live a supernatural life if you really know how to function in these things that the Holy Spirit wants you to have. That's wonderful. In Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, it says, And God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. Well, if he's the head and everything's under his feet, and we're the body, then guess what? Everything is also under our feet. That means that you have authority over Satan and his demonic powers, but if you don't know that and you don't know how to recognize them, then you will be deceived and you will let the enemy take advantage of you and you will not like your life. In Matthew 16, we see the operation of one of these gifts which is discernment, and I just want to give you an example. Matthew 16, 21 through 23. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. Now, he'd been telling them this all along, over and over, but the time was getting closer and he's telling them again, this is what's going to happen. Well, Peter, wonderful Peter, 
who was so bold, took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Now, I, for the life of me, don't know who would have the nerve to rebuke Jesus, but Peter did. And he said, never, Lord, this cannot happen to you. Maybe he said it out of love. Maybe Peter said what he did because he traveled with Jesus, and if Jesus was going to suffer, he thought maybe that meant he would suffer too, and he didn't want any part of that. But Jesus turned around and said, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, and you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but mere human concerns. So what do we see happening here? Jesus was able to discern. He realized, he recognized that it wasn't not just Peter talking to him, but Peter had some weaknesses, and Satan was able to work through those weaknesses. Now, I just wonder how many times we get mad at people without realizing that it is the enemy, the devil, Satan, working through them. Yes, the devil can and does work through people. He can even work through people that are saved if they don't know the Word of God and they don't know how to say no to the enemy and behave the way that they should behave. We need to realize that we have authority over Satan. The Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Now, I already know that some of you may go to church on a regular basis, but you don't hear very much about the devil, and me talking about the devil is already making you a little bit uncomfortable. And maybe you don't hear anything about the gifts of the Spirit, and already when I said speaking in tongues, you went, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear this. That's not right, that's not right. Well, just hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't, do not judge something that you don't know anything about. Never decide that something is wrong just because somebody told you it was without checking it out for yourself in the Word of God. There was a time in my life when I did not know anything about the things that I'm talking to you about today. Therefore, as I said previously, I lived a natural life, but I didn't have any super in my life. Jesus turned and said to him, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense, a stumbling block, and you're in my way. Jesus was functioning there in discernment. And I personally believe that that gift of discernment is probably one of the most valuable gifts that we can have. Now, I'm going to begin to teach on each one of these gifts and help you realize how important they are. But because we're just about out of time today, I want to just encourage you to be open. Be sure you tune in tomorrow and every day this week. Why don't you call up some of your friends and say, hey, Joyce is doing an interesting teaching this week. She's teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And even right now, if you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about, don't give up, but stick with me. And let's see if we can learn something that's going to help us in our everyday life. God wants you to live in victory. The Bible says that 
The reason why Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The devil is in the world, but God is in you. God is in me. And the one that's in us is greater than the one that's in the world. So we should not be the tail end of everything. We should be the head. The Bible says in the Old Testament that we will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, that we will lend to many nations and never, ever have to borrow. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.